Your Dig the Hip Hop show is brought to you by Rhymes and Designs. Visit thatrnd.com for all your hip hop merch needs. That's T H A T R N D.com. You dig? What up, world? It's your man Art back with another episode of You Dig. It's episode 13. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for being here. So, this episode is the international episode. We're going to open up with a less rap, actually talking about the influence of international artists or the international influence on hip hop. Then we're going to jump into a few artists that we want y'all to get into, a few international artists we want y'all to listen to with the beat. Then we're going to finish things off with a hip hop legacy with one of the greatest to ever do it, the notorious B.I.G. Yes, sir, Biggie Smalls. Then, of course, we're going to close things out, but you got to hear this, giving y'all some of that good music. Actually, going to give y'all something international this week, so you know you got to get into that. So, yeah, man, it's another episode of You Did. Let's get into it. Yeah, man. So, we're opening things up with our segment we like to call Less Rap. This week, we're talking about the international influence on hip-hop. So, of course, hip-hop is an American art form, and rightfully so. It was founded in the Bronx. But the truth of the matter is that nations outside the U.S. have had a huge impact on hip-hop ever since its origin. DJ Cool Herc, who is known as the founder of hip-hop, was actually born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica. Cool Herc was introduced to the DJ and how they talked over music in Jamaican dance halls. He moved to the Bronx when he was 12. About five or six years after moving to New York on August 11, 1973, Cool Herc was a DJ and MC at a party in the rec room on Cedric Ave. Cool Herc's process of making a song at the party consisted of finding a heavy percussive part in a vinyl record called The Break, scratching or breaking that part to extend the instrumental and let people dance longer, break dance. Then he began MCing during the extended break dancing. Much like that which he experienced in the dance halls. Being that the founder is from Jamaica, I guess it should be no surprise that some of hip-hop's driving forces have been Jamaican. Of course, one of the greatest to ever do it, the notorious B.I.G., both of his parents immigrated from Jamaica. Slick Rick originates from the Bronx, but he was born in London to Jamaican parents. KRS-One, Heavy D, Buster Rhymes, and Pepper from Salt and Pepper are all Jamaican as well. As you can see, Jamaica had a heavy influence on the origins of hip-hop. But there are other islands that have blessed hip-hop too. Dougie Fresh and Grandmaster Flash are from Barbados. Of course, Wyclef and Praza of the Fugees are Haitian. Big Pun was Puerto Rican. The Wu-Tang Clan was another key figure with international vibes. The Wu-Tang was deep into the 5% teachings. The foundation of their brand was built on Asian martial arts culture. As you can see, Hip-hop is deeply rooted internationally, and these roots continue to flourish to this day. While their contributions to hip-hop may be controversial, Drake was born and raised in Canada, and Nicki Minaj was born in Trinidad. Another modern rapper with somewhat elite status, Joey Badass is Jamaican and St. Lucian. Future and Kodak Black are Haitian. As we stated at the top of this episode, hip-hop is definitely an American art form, but the impact it has made is definitely worldwide. Hip-hop artists have been touring the world since the 80s, and popular artists such as Tupac Shakur and Wu-Tang have influenced an influx of international hip-hop artists. A lot of international hip-hop artists possess the feeling slash style of hip-hop's 90s pioneers, and I can foresee international hip-hop artists gaining more popularity in the U.S. as people began to appreciate and seek that classic vibe. So in conclusion, 
the world exposed America to hip hop through Cool Herc and dance halls. Then hip hop was exposed to African American culture and then began to travel the world. So hip hop then influenced the world and now the world of hip hop is going to influence America. So that's the international evolution of hip hop. Yo. So now we're going to get into our segment we call the beat. In this week's edition of the beat, we're going to be discussing our list of seven international hip hop artists that we recommend y'all tap in with. So you know it's so many artists around the world, so many people to choose from, but we chose seven exclusively for y'all, so let's get into it. The first international artist we recommend y'all tap in with is Skepta. This cat's from the UK of Nigerian descent. He has a brother that he raps with also called JME. A track I want y'all to go check for from Skepta is Energy featuring WizKid. The next artist we recommend y'all go tap in with is the homegirl Luce and the Yakuza. She's from Belgium by way of the Congo. Super duper talented lady. She raps, sings, does so much on the record. Track we recommend y'all go check for immediately is The Limb. But I think I'm going to give y'all something special from Luce later on, so go ahead and stay tuned for that. The next artist we recommend y'all tap in with is Toby. Toby's from Canada by way of Nigeria. Very high-level rapper, singer as well. Track we recommend y'all go check for is a joint called Working. The next artist we recommend is a cat named D-double-E. Dude's from the UK. Track we want y'all to tap in with is a joint called Where Do We Come From? The next artist we recommend is a cat named Giggs. Another rapper from the UK. Go and look for his track called Baby. We also recommend y'all tap in with a duo named Crep and Conan. Another group from London, South London to be exact. Check for that song, Revenge is Sweet. The final artist we want to recommend is actually not an international artist. Brothers from New York, but he's one of my favorite underground artists. Cat named Nesta. Nesta from New York by way of Jamaica. If you want to get in the cuz, make sure y'all check for that track, Living Room. Nesta, Living Room. Fire. Yeah, man. So that was our quick list of some of the top international hip-hop artists in the world. So many dope artists out in this world, man. Just had to give y'all a little snippet of what's going on out here with the beat. Make sure y'all stay tapped in. You dig? Baby, baby. <laughs> when you talk about Biggie Smalls, you talking about the greatest combination of delivery and lyricism that hip-hop has seen to this day. Now, you know this episode is celebrating the international contributions to hip-hop, and Biggie was American, but both his parents were from Jamaica, making him Jamaican. Biggie Smalls was born Christopher George Latour Wallace to Jamaican immigrants in Brooklyn, New York. While Biggie excelled in school, winning several awards in middle school for subjects such as English, he claimed to have began selling drugs at the age of 12 years old. In addition to school and drug dealing, Big's introduction to a hip-hop career began freestyling on the streets as a teenager. It should also be noted that Biggie attended George Westinghouse High School alongside Jay-Z, Busta Rhymes, and DMX. At age 17, Big dropped out of school and became more involved in crime. At age 18, he was arrested on weapons charges in Brooklyn and sentenced to five years probation. The next year, he was arrested on a violation of his probation. The year after that, in 1991, Big was arrested in North Carolina for dealing crack cocaine. He spent nine months in jail before making bail. 
After he was released from jail, he recorded a demo tape that was eventually heard by Big Daddy Kane affiliate, DJ Mr. C. DJ Mr. C played it, and that was heard by The Source magazine. In 1992, The Source featured Big in their unsigned hype section. After reading about Big in The Source and hearing some of his music, Puff Daddy, who was still in the a at Uptown, signed Big to Uptown Records. A year after Big signing, Uptown fired Puff. Puff then launched Bad Boy a week after being fired, subsequently bringing Big to Bad Boy Records. Big's first major exposure came on the remix of Mary J. Blige's Real Love. After being sued by the actor that he took his stage name from, Biggie Smalls changed his name to the Notorious B.I.G. After a few more remixes including Mary J.'s What's the 411, Supercat's Dolly My Baby, and Craig Matt's Flavin' Your Ear, which actually reached number 9 on the Billboard, that's pretty crazy for a remix, Big's first solo was released on the Who's the Man movie soundtrack, a song called Party and B.S. On August 4, 1994, Big married Faith Evans, who he met at a bad boy photo shoot. Five days after the wedding, he experienced his first solo billboard success with the song Juicy. A few weeks after that, on September 13th, he released his debut album, Ready to Die. This album helped shift the attention of commercial hip-hop back to the East Coast at a time when West Coast rap was dominating. Ready to Die would eventually go six times platinum and produce certified smashes such as One More Chance, Juicy, and Big Papa. This is one of those five gas mask albums for sure. So I didn't mention that back in 1993, Biggie met Tupac Shakur and they quickly became friends. Big would actually sleep on Pac's couch when he traveled to LA and Pac would always visit Biggie in Brooklyn when he was in New York. Fast forward a couple years and Biggie and Pac are two of the top rappers in the game. One night in November 1995, Pac was actually ambushed and shot in the same New York studio where Biggie was upstairs recording. Being that Big was from New York, Pac felt that Big and Puff knew that the healing in his life was about to happen and they did not warn him. Pac went to prison shortly after surviving the shooting. As for Big, he was on top. At the Source Awards in August 1995, he was named the Best New Artist, Lyricist of the Year, Live Performer of the Year, and he won Album of the Year. Billboard named him Rap Artist of the Year. Also in 1995, he executive produced and produced his protege group Junior Mafia's debut album, Conspiracy. The album produced singles such as Players Anthem and Get Money. In September 1995, Big began recording his second album. His next few years would prove to be quite turbulent. Big was arrested for beating up two men outside a nightclub in March of 1996. Then a few months later, he was arrested at his own home on weapons and drugs charges. In June 1996, Tupac, Big's former friend turned rival, released the song, Hit Him Up. This song will go on to be one of the coldest diss songs ever as Tupac goes in heavy on Big and Bad Boy. Tupac Shakur was killed three months after releasing Hit Him Up. In November 1996, Big's female protege Lil' Kim released her debut album Hardcore. This album was executive produced by Big and Puff and spawned singles such as No Time, Crush On You, and Queen B. While recording Big's second album, he and his cousin Lil C's were arrested for marijuana possession. Upon release, the Lessons Jeep wouldn't start, so they had to get a rental car. The rental car had falsy brakes, which resulted in an accident that left Big's leg shattered. He was in the hospital for three months and forced to use a cane for what will ultimately be the rest of his life. Lil C said that Big's time in the hospital was a reality check. 
He also said that he wrote some of the second album while he was in the hospital. In February of 1997, Big traveled to Los Angeles to promote his second album entitled Life After Death and to record a music video for the lead single, Hypnotize Me. On March 8th, Big presented an award to Tony Braxton at the 11th Annual Soul Train Awards. Big was booed by some of the Los Angeles audience. That night slash morning, around 12.45 a.m., Big's vehicle was shot up as he and his entourage left an after party. Big was hit four times. He was rushed to Cedar sinai Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead around 1.15 a.m. He was 24 years old. On March 25, 1997, two weeks after Big's death, his second album, Life After Death, was released. The album would eventually be certified diamond, selling over 11 million copies. Life After Death is another Five Guys Mask album, giving Big probably the strongest catalog of any rapper ever. Life After Death is a double album that you can pretty much let ride. The album is full of hits and produced singles such as Hypnotize Me, More Money, More Problems, Sky's the Limit, and Going Back to Cali. Big's next album, Born Again, was released December of 1999. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard and was a pretty strong album in my opinion. The album was criticized for not having enough vocals from Big though. At the time of his death, it is rumored that Big was slated to star in a film alongside Robert De Niro and Christopher Walken. Big also claimed to be managing Puff Daddy's rap career. Puff released his debut album No Way Out in July of 1997. The album was executive produced by Biggie. It's also rumored that Big had plans of opening a restaurant in Brooklyn called Big Papa's. Biggie Smalls or the Notorious B.I.G.'s legacy is cemented in stone. Solidly on everybody's list of the top five rappers of all time, Big's first two albums are legitimately two of the greatest albums in music history. And even though he wasn't here for long, his impact on hip-hop is one for the ages, man. Much love and respect to the late, great Biggie Smalls, the notorious B.I.G., one of the greatest to ever do it, super talented, he will forever be missed. Yeah, buddy. That's a wrap on another episode of your dig. That was the international episode, man. I know y'all had to learn something with that one. Got into the less rap, talking about the international influence on hip-hop. Then you know we had to get y'all the beat, giving y'all some of the top international hip-hop artists out in this world today. Then we finished it all off, giving y'all one of the top international artists, even though he's national American, top international artists, the notorious B.I.G., Biggie Smalls, by way of Jamaica. Now we're going to close things out, but you got to hear this, giving y'all some more of that international flavor. This week, we're giving y'all something from Luz and the Yakuza. She's actually from Belgium by way of the Congo. Talked about her a little bit earlier. The track we're giving y'all today is a joint called Tute Gort. Not sure if I said that right. I think it's in French, but that joint is a banger. Tute Gore. She ain't got an album yet, but every song on her Spotify is fire, man. Make sure y'all go follow up. Losing the Yakuza. This track right here, Tute Gore. Make sure y'all tap in with everything we got going on with your dig, rhymes, and designs. That R&D.com for the merch. Get this fly drip logo. Y'all already knows. So yeah, man. Losing the Yakuza. Tute Gore. You dig. <laughs>